0: Taking you behind the curtain. It's the Joan Hamburg Show. Talk Radio 77 WABC.
1: Welcome everyone to the Joan Hamburg Show. And every I can tell you that everyone at the station, when I said that John Slattery was coming on, was so excited. John is a great actor. He's a director. You know him from so many roles. And a lot of you mentioned your favorite, uh, Roger Sterling Jr. in Mad Men. He got nominated for every award you can imagine with that. He's acted in movies, on television, and has done absolutely incredible things. And he joined the season, turned out to be the final season of The Good Fight. So I'm curious, and welcome to you, John. Did Thank you know it was going to be the final season when they reached out to you? Uh,
0: no, I didn't. I, I got a call somewhere in the middle of the season from Michelle King. So I took it um, personally, and I figured I was responsible for tanking the whole thing. <laughs> uh, but I found out since it wasn't my fault.
1: No, not your fault, not your fault at all. But, it, you know, it is interesting because successful show, hot show, They just decided,
0: what, enough is enough? I guess. I mean, I you know, stories run their course, and and it becomes maybe an uphill battle not to repeat yourself. And um, they've never been afraid to go at issues, political and otherwise. And um, they're tireless, Michelle and and Robert King, that is. And um, I don't know. I guess they just... I don't know what went into it. I just got a phone call um, thinking I was being, you know, taken to the woodshed because I'd only right. done a couple of episodes and sometimes you get a call to say, listen, you're thinking of it this way. We're thinking of it that way. You know, you, there are adjustments right. made in, in the course of a season of TV and uh, I kind of figured that was the call and well, she said, no, no, everything's fine. I'm just calling to tell you this, this is going to be our last season. So
1: it's, which, which is quite surprising because it's so relevant. I mean, the script is so relevant. Yes. Where it it couldn't be if they knew, looked in a crystal ball and knew what we were going through in this country, and that how yeah. people feel that they can't take anymore, they need relief. And your character is, you know, the doctor who's there providing relief to right. people and really right. believes that he can make a difference. So yeah. we're sort of sad that it's the last season because it's we're coming along on this interesting ride and this ride is not over.
0: No, it's 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 amazing how relevant it is and how quick they have to turn something around for it, because, you you know, how how fast those news cycles uh, rotate right. and, and become old news and. Uh, but it is But I don't know. I guess it's. I guess the, the the big picture of it is how deluded people are and how frustrated and tired they are of things not changing and things staying the same, and that's kind of what Christine's character is is suffering from when she comes into my office.
1: Right, Christine Baranski.
0: Baranski. And, yeah.
1: And the um the doctor, the good doctor, John Slattery, is helping her out of her misery in many ways
0: so right by by uh, helping but basically microdosing it's a, it's something akin to a ketamine trip where uh, someone who isn't being helped by conventional therapy comes to my office and they, they, these offices exist i don't i didn't know much about it before this but i've read a lot of stuff on microdosing and and it's it's people are doing it all over the place and right and hallucinogenics as, as a, yeah, but but in a small, but in just just to the degree to which it changes your consciousness or elevates mood or lifts you out of depression or a state of, of of chronic anxiety or and 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 gives you a little perspective, a little sort of get gets you above the clouds to see clearly for a minute, and so I mean people are doing it, and 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 that's the reason she comes because. She just feels like she's on a on a on a hamster wheel of of things not changing, despite how hard she's worked to do just that.
1: Right, and an interesting part. And when it was offered to you, uh, there were two of you who were the newcomers with Christine Baranski and Audra McDonald. So, you yeah. know, great cast and a great opportunity, especially when you didn't realize. No one knew then that they were going to – this was going to be the final season, which the audience, like, don't make this the final season. We need more. We're still involved in this world that is not – you know, needs a little help.
0: Well, it's happened before, you know, shows that uh, decide to to, to cancel or, you know, quit people – write in or let them know how desperately they want them to stay and they decide to change their minds. So you never yeah. know.
1: Well, that would be good. And how did you get through the pandemic? Were you working at the time?
0: I was, um, I was working right up until the pandemic. In fact, uh-huh. the first person that I knew that got COVID was a producer on a show I was doing in Chicago. Um, and I came to, Back to New York, and my wife and I and her mother and my son, our son, who was at in college at the time, and they, you know, made everybody go home, uh, went out to Long Island and basically isolated like everybody else. Right. It was stressful. My mother's – my mother, my, my wife's mother is 85, 86, whatever, at the time, and, and this was, you know, the, the, the OG COVID, you know, which was – killing people right. left and right and so it was pretty stressful and my wife had it right away right out of the gate mm. she got it like day 1 and, was, and did, she had it pretty mildly but you know it was very stressful
1: did the rest of you get it or just your yeah. wife
0: just my wife got it and um I got the omicron later as did my mother-in-law and it was fine she skated right through it but you know we had friends we lost friends and and, and acquaintances and had huh. other friends get it very badly and uh so if they had gotten that one, it would have been a different story.
1: No, tough. Did your son end up going back to school?
0: He did. He graduated last year, yeah. Oh, yeah. you're
1: kidding. Uh, is he yeah. involved in theater or in the entertainment At this point, world? he's trying to
0: figure out. No, he's a an musician and an, and an artist, and, and, and a, he has acted in a few things, but he's trying to figure out what he wants to do. He's in, currently in Germany with some friends just kind of, Figuring it all
1: out. Yeah, well is he in Berlin?
0: Yeah. He is. That's
1: a you know, it's so interesting. Years and years ago, kids would go off to Oregon, you know, to Portland yeah. to try to find themselves. Now I can't tell you how many kids your kids age I know who go to Berlin.
0: And it's yeah, that become to be the huge, spot.
1: right? It's a huge scene
0: there. Yeah. He's there with a bunch of friends right now.
1: Yeah, and probably having a ball.
0: Seems like it, yeah.
1: So once you finish this season, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: The Good Fight, are you going to relax a little or on to the next?
0: Uh, I finished shooting that a while ago. I just finished directing and producing a movie that um, John Hamm and Tina Fey are the stars of, and uh, I'm trying to sell it to somebody. Um, we, we shot it during COVID. It was tricky. We shot it in Albuquerque, which was also tricky yeah. for a lot of reasons. Um, and, uh, it turned out great. It's just been, we just finished it. It's a comedy about a double murder and, um, and, um, but I've just literally finished it. So I'm looking to do something else.
1: Right. But are you going to wait till you sell it first or?
0: Uh, no, I mean I'll I'll do something else, and the, someone else is in charge of selling it. I've I've done all I can. I have made it and it, I've put it out into the world. And now, you know, it's a strange time to be. I mean, who knows who's selling, buying, and how people are viewing movies these days. I mean, it's mostly streaming, I guess. But I know That's, those those grounds are shifting all over the place.
1: I know that that is the big question. That yeah. how are we going to see movies? What's going to happen? To movies right and the truth is that if there are comedies or thrillers you need an audience you need to be in the theater and feel the laughter or the tension around you and it changes the movie
0: it's such a good point because I just saw it we did a screening in LA for distributors and it's the first time being because of COVID that I got to see it in a room with 75 people and it got all the laughs that I had intended but I have been watching this thing in rooms with two people, three people, different. a big group with six people because of COVID, and and it's completely different. And it and it's it, it really was validating and gratifying to see that. I was like, well, I'm not insane. I that I knew that was funny, and um, so but but then again, half half of the distributors got links, so they can yeah. they're, they'll watch it in their office at work by themselves. I know it's not Which, good. Which you know, <laughs> weird.
1: I know, and I—I am a big comedy movie person, and you just can't see it alone streaming. It just mm-hmm. changes the whole personality. But if you're in that business, you've got a lot on your plate to deal with. And, and it
0: is what it is. You can't hold out expectations of something that isn't realistic. You know, I—I I, I kind of threw out the theatrical expectation a while back, just because it does, and, I, and I'm okay with it. When I went in to make it, I was like, I don't care if somebody watches this on a television by themselves. I'm okay with that. I'd rather they didn't. It, it would be better in a in a big, dark theater with a group of other people. But, uh-huh. you know, you, you're kidding yourself if you think that's the way it's going to go down.
1: Yeah, no. We're living in a totally, in a totally different world. So yeah. we have yeah. to learn to adjust to it in, in, exactly. many, in many different ways. And right. when you started, you started working, unlike a lot of actors I know, it's like I, nothing comes easy to anyone, but you started right away getting parts.
0: Well, I went to New York and I had a bunch of odd jobs and, and I, it took me about a, a year to get something. You know, I, I wandered around and worked in a law office, worked in a bakery, worked in a gas station. There was a lousy waiter, all that stuff. And and I eventually got some crummy plays. I did a lot of theater. I, you know, I would, I would go anywhere and audition for anything, still went, um, right. but um, yeah, but it, it, then once I started, I, it, I, I worked pretty consistently.
1: Yeah. In in all of them, whether it be film or Broadway or TV, yeah. but TV ended up being a really big deal. And how yeah. soon in your career did Madman come along?
0: Pretty late. I mean, I was I was forty, I think, by the time that showed up. So it changed my sort of trajectory a lot because it became so popular, um, which was great. But that, you know, I'd been around quite a while by the time that showed up. Um, And um, yeah. Well, yeah. All the time plays movies, you know, done a lot of theater as well. um, And, and was fine. And um, I think I had just done a season of desperate housewives and, you know, but mad men, <clears throat> Excuse me. Was certainly the best job I'd had to that point. Probably, you know, one of the certainly the, what I'll one of the things I'll be remembered for. I guess if I'm remembered at all.
1: Um, no, d- yeah, don't you underestimate know. yourself. That that is going to be with you, and as yeah. well as other things too. It's just that I don't even think the writers knew, or well, you know, you always wanted to. Resonate with an audience, but it hit hard and really resonated with an audience. Yeah. And people talk about it all the time. Well,
0: luckily, it's at the time it, you could. It, it kind of came along with the advent of the of the DVR or or being able or TiVo or whatever you could capture it. So they didn't have to. If you missed the first season, you could go back and get it. And it, I think, it definitely enhanced its popularity by people being able to get it on demand, and and it's remained popular because of that, which is good because it holds up. It, it, it maybe it partly due to up. it's a period piece, but it's it's really exceptionally well written, um, and yeah, I think they knew exactly good. what they were doing.
1: No, yeah. it's really good, and at this stage in your career. And you are popular. You've been and are being in major things in every kind of the entertainment world. Do you still have to audition? Or do you hear about something or your agent calls you?
0: It's so funny. So funny you say that because I'm dying to audition. But I but but the but. Because, you know, yeah, I want to do something that I haven't done before. So when you do something that's successful, you get sent a lot of the same stuff, which is fine. But then you – so then you get to a point where, okay, now I've just directed this movie. Now my acting career has been on hold for a while between COVID and and making this movie. So I'm ready to get out and do something different. But people aren't really – you know, you get to a point. I I don't know whether they feel like they're insulting you by asking you to audition or they're – or they just don't audition. People put themselves on tape with their phones, which yeah, I'm fine with a as big well. Deal. Yeah, but it's it's so I Not don't. It, it's a funny. It's a funny thing. The world has changed in that regard too, where there was a time where to do something that no one expected of you required you to show them that you could do it, and now it's like I don't know. I I I I would relish that opportunity to show someone. That I can do something unexpected.
1: You know, I guess I everybody often, feels the same way. I I wonder about that. My daughter-in-law is an actress, and they were out visiting this summer. They live in L.A., and they came yeah. out to Long Island, and she was auditioning like crazy through the phone. I thought, yeah. well, how? And I certainly wasn't going to say anything, but how do they really know what you can do, even though? That's what they're doing. It seems like it's really hard for the actor
0: to. It is hard for the actor because you have to be the cinematographer. You've got to find somebody to read with you. You've got to do all that stuff that that's that's really not. It's not fair to the actors to do that, but that's just the, again that's just the way the world has evolved. But being on the other end of it, while directing that film, that's how I cast the movie on tape like that, so it works. Right? And you just need an indication that the person is able to make an adjustment. You know, they have an initial take on the part that might be good and promising, and they look right for the part, and they fit into the ensemble the right way. And then you get back in touch with them via whoever the casting director or directly, and you say, look, try it this way, a little slower, a little less apologetic, but blah, 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 whatever the direction, and see if they can make that adjustment. And you don't need it to be a. Of great cinematic quality, or of of a full production, you're only in a, even in an audition with someone holding pages. You're only looking, you're looking for a, 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 a mutability, of, a, a an indication that they can work with you and make changes and take direction and stuff. So, so it, it does work. The the taping thing works. That's how it, you know. And
1: yeah.
0: So it's it's just. Um, like anything it's just you got to find a piece of material that 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 clicks with you and and you fit into so
1: right and do you ever feel anxiety about maybe not working again or doing the kind of stuff you really want to do at this point in your career
0: I do I do right now I do You do um,
1: but you are yeah. but you're in a a hot series
0: I know but it's funny you know it might be on now, but I finished shooting it months ago, and then yeah. I've done this other stuff. So, yeah, you always feel, I mean, it, it ebbs and flows like anything, you, your confidence and, and, and your ability to sort of believe that it's all going to turn out. Even though you've been doing this for 35 years and it's it's worked out so far, you, it kinda, does turn you always get the feeling, oh, this might be it. I guess this is it. Or you're doing something that isn't. Necessarily, the most creatively satisfying thing, in order to pay the bills, or or, or whatever, but yeah, you feel like that, you know. I'm I've, I've I just turned sixty. That's a mere slip of
1: a youth today, right?
0: Yeah, it's <laughs> right, but but not necessarily in show business terms.
1: No, no, so,
0: but... you know, there's yeah, you know, the, the 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 cause for concern like it like everything else shifts and and um changes as as you know the days go by some days you feel fine about it other days not so much
1: well take a breath because you're here for the long run john slattery one of our really great actors and you can watch him he's in his final season of the good fight and we're all looking forward to seeing what's next on the slattery Plate. I'm sure something quite wonderful. All the best to you, John.
0: Thank you. Thank you very much. And thanks for having me.
1: I um, enjoyed it. We'll talk to you again. All the best. Okay. I'm Joan Hamburg, and you're listening to WABC. Stay tuned. We have lots more ahead.